Colts, and you are listening to Looking Up with Don. This is the Looking Up with Don podcast, episode number 58 for the week of February 10th, 2021. The related website for this podcast is donmacholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com. Two H's. What's up in the sky this week? As our week begins on Wednesday, February 10th, the moon is in our morning sky but you are unlikely to be able to see it because it will be very close to the sun. The moon is new on Thursday, February 11th. By this weekend, Saturday, February 13th, the moon will appear as a thin crescent in our evening sky. Mars is high in our evening sky. In the last couple of days, two space probes, one launched by China, and one launched by the United Arab Emirates, the UAE, called HOPE, if all went well, will be in orbit around the Red Planet. The space probe sent by the Chinese, Tinwen-1, has a lander, and the landing will be attempted in May. The one launched by the UAE will be sent into an elliptical orbit, that takes it to within 1,000 kilometers, that's 620 miles of the planet's surface, where it will do imaging and mapping. On Thursday, February 18th, the United States is planning to land its Mars probe, Perseverance, on Mars. Landing on Mars is tricky, and in the past, some attempts have failed. Mars' atmosphere is only 1% as thick as ours. It is very thin. A parachute can slow the spacecraft, but other means are usually necessary to produce a soft landing. For perseverance, a parachute will slow it a bit. Then it will have a powered descent landing, similar to the type used to land the Apollo astronauts on the moon. Mars will be far away. Light will take nearly 11 minutes to reach the Earth. The electronic signals, traveling also at the speed of light, will take 11 minutes to reach us from Mars. That means that the landing is automated, and strong winds, a rocky or hilly surface, any challenge that Perseverance meets must be met by perseverance on its own. Truly, it is flying solo. Closer to home, will you be able to see the International Space Station this week, which for our purposes begins Wednesday, February the 10th, through Tuesday, February the 16th? It all depends upon your location. The International Space Station is our brightest satellite, and it does appear as a bright, slow-moving star, 
moving across the sky, and it's usually visible for several minutes. This week, we have four zones. Now, all you need to know is your latitude. From 30 degrees north and north of that, which is, which is many of you, you'll not be able to see the International Space Station this week. That's Canada, most of the United States, England, Germany, Turkey. You just won't be able to see it. But it will be coming to your morning sky soon. Between 20 and 30 degrees north, the ISS will be in your morning sky, but only during the last part of this week. From 20 degrees south to 20 degrees north, the ISS will be in your evening sky for the first part of the week and in your morning sky for the second part of the week. Now, for some of you, it will be in both your evening and morning sky on the same night. South of 20 degrees south, the International Space Station will be in your morning sky for the first part of the week, then in your evening sky beginning a few days into the week. Now, some of you, again, can see it in both your evening and morning sky on the same night. To determine where it will be in your sky, go to the website heavens-above.com and enter your location, then click on ISS. Now for the comets visible to us this week. Actually, there's only one that is as bright as magnitude 11. The positions, that is the right ascension and declination of this comet, can be found on Podcast 56, Comet Positions. You can also get the positions of this comet from heavens-above.com. Comet 2021-A2 Neowise is now slowly dimming in our evening sky, and it rapidly moves north as it's only about one-half of an astronomical unit from us. It will be between the constellations Orion and Gemini this week. It's plotted on Podcast 58 Map 1 and in more detail on Podcast 58 Map 3. That map also shows Comet 141P Mockholtz, now near magnitude 13. As for periodic Comet Mockholtz 2, 141P, It has dimmed to about 13th magnitude, and it's very diffuse. This is the last week that I'll be mapping it, and it is plotted on Podcast 58, Map 1, and again in more detail on Map 3. The comet will be back in 5.3 years, but it will be behind the sun and not observable from Earth. In 10.6 years, it will be back and we can see it again. Between now and then, there will be dozens of comets to observe, and I'll discuss each as they get within view of our telescopes. This week's constellation is made up of only two stars. It is in our evening sky, and it is near the constellation Orion. This constellation is called Canis Minor, and it means little dog. 
Maybe it is a chihuahua or a pug. It measures only 183 square degrees and of the 88 constellations. Size-wise, it's number 71. Canis Minor is plotted and identified on Podcast 58, Map 1. The brighter star in this constellation is Procyon. It's the seventh brightest star in our sky, shining at magnitude 0.34. It is close to us, only 11.4 light years away. So the light you see left the star in the year 2010. It is a double star, but its companion is very faint, and it's a, it's a white dwarf star. The name Procyon is a Greek word meaning before the dog. Because seen from the northern hemisphere, it rises before the star Cirrus, also known as the dog star. But this is a bit odd. This is what my research reveals. Procyon rises before Cirrus from north of about 30 degrees north. If you live at 30 degrees north, both Procyon and Cirrus rise at about the same time. As you move further south of 30 degrees north latitude, Cirrus rises before Procyon. So most of the world sees Sirius rising first. So they both rise and they move across the sky. While they're doing that, Procyon, which is 21 degrees north of Sirius and 55 minutes of right ascension following Sirius, appears to follow behind Sirius on their paths across the sky. Then they both set in the west. Which one sets first? Cirrus sets before Procyon for most of the world. This setting order, Cirrus first, then Procyon, occurs as seen from all of the northern hemisphere and much of the southern hemisphere all the way to 30 degrees south. If you lived at 30 degrees south latitude, Cirrus and Procyon would set at the same time. Only south of that does Sirius set first. That would make Procyon after the dog for most of the world and before the dog for only part of the world. But the Greeks were more concerned with the rising of stars than the setting of stars. So Procyon is named before the dog. Now, the other star in Canis Minor is about magnitude 3, and it's 4.5 degrees from Procyon. It is 170 light years away. If it were as close to us as Procyon, it would be the brighter star. There are a few fainter stars in the vicinity of the second star, but the constellation Canis Minor has always been depicted as these two brightest stars and a line between them. So get out there and learn the constellation Canis Minor. Canis Minor is a famous old timer. It is trying to stay up with Orion. 
Not far away is an open star cluster that I've learned to appreciate over the years. It is M93 in the constellation Puppis. It truly follows the big dog, Canis Major, across the sky. M93 is magnitude 5.8 and measures 12 by 8 arc minutes in size. It is 3,600 light years from us, and it has about 80 stars. It is plotted on podcast 58, map 4. I understand that your skies may be cloudy this week. If you're not able to get out any time this week to see this or any object that I discuss in these podcasts, download the handout for that object and put it aside until you have a clear night. The maps I make of the constellations and deep sky objects such as this open cluster, are good for years. Make a notebook of the handouts of things to observe when you have a clear sky. Binoculars will easily show this star cluster, M93, because it does stand out well against the background. The shape of this cluster is triangular, or perhaps four-sided. Now, through a telescope, M93 looks great at low power, but now you can crank up the magnification so it almost fills the field of view. Again, the triangular or four-sided shape will be apparent. To recap the podcast, this is what's up this coming week. The moon will be new early this week and then will appear in the evening sky as a thin crescent. This is probably our last week to get out and see Comet 2021-A2 Neowise as it is dimming and the moon is getting brighter in the evening sky. Learn the constellation Canis Minor and CM93 in binoculars and a telescope. You have been listening to Looking Up with Don, podcast episode number 58 for February 10th 2021. I'm Don Mockholtz. Once again, the related website for this podcast is donmockholtz.com. That is spelled D-O-N-M-A-C-H-H-O-L-Z.com. Two H's. You can contact me at dontheastronomer at gmail.com. Once again, that's all one word, donTheAstronomer at gmail.com. God willing and pod willing, I'll be back next week for another episode of Looking Up with Don. We will discuss what's up in the sky, and I'll explain how to find the Apollo 11 landing site on the moon. All that and more. Thank you for listening. See the sky this week. I'll see you next week.